Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. I violated Shabbat today to make a WhatsApp video call to my friend and colleague, Rabbi Gustavo Saraski, who lives in Ashkelon. Because once I heard the basic news, I felt a, a profound duty to at least connect with one person I know whose uh, life has been upended or could have been upended by what we're witnessing, which is a full outbreak of war against the state of Israel. Gustavo has two adult children, one of whom is in the army in the intelligence unit. And from a second marriage, two little ones who have not had uh, a day of their life not impacted on some level by the threat of bombs and rockets from Gaza. He was very grateful for the call. It was the end of Yontif in Israel, end of Shabbat in Israel, but not quite at the end. And he also violated Shabbat to receive the call. And he says, everyone's violating Shabbat this Shabbat. He and his family are fine. He already knows people in his neighborhood who have lost their lives. And he said whatever is probably already being reported in wherever people might be getting their news today, if you're getting your news today, uh, he says just know that it's significantly worse than that. What he told me is that he, there were reports of about uh, 150 Israeli civilians and soldiers who'd lost their lives, which just proportionally is about 6,000 Americans. So triple 9-11. The reports of uh, Israeli civilians and soldiers having been taken captive uh, and pulled back into Gaza. He also told me that there were reports that some of them had already been rescued. But if you remember Gilad Shalit and multiply that by a dozen or more, you get a sense of the catastrophe that is unfolding. The images that we're going to wake to when Shabbat or Yantif is over or that you'll be exposed to if you look at them today or tomorrow will be um, horrific. The pressure that will be on the Israeli government from their own citizenry to defend the nation and to attack the enemy will be properly severe. The pressure that will be exerted upon the state of Israel to respond proportionately and with restraint will also be severe. And whatever any one of us thinks of the current administration of the state of Israel and the prime minister, none of us can fathom the weight upon their shoulders to save Jewish lives in the time of war. And I'd like to think that every Zionist alive, 
whatever side of protest they have been at or advocated for over the last nine months as the Jewish people have properly raised their voices to continue to try to make a state of Israel, a democratic state of Israel, one that we can continue to be proud of, and that agitation has been righteous wherever you fall on that trajectory. And the yearning and the keening of the citizens of the state of Israel and those who support her from afar have been motivated by a dream that the Zionist project continue with vigor and with pride. And I hope that every Zionist alive will find a way to suspend rancor if they have it and critique if they've articulated it and drape themselves literally and figuratively in the flag of the state of Israel as Israel's very citizens are being butchered by the enemy and sometimes we forget this we have enemies it is true that you only make peace with enemies and peace is always our dream but we have enemies and we should believe them when they say that they don't want peace They want us eliminated. That does not absolve the Jewish people from the attempt over and over again to make peace and to wage war ethically and morally. Does not absolve any government official or any military official from the responsibility to execute the defense of the state of Israel through the prism of Jewish values, nor does it absolve us from the commitment, sometimes a sacrificial commitment to achieve a peace that will be for all of the inhabitants of the region and to make better the lives of Israelis and to make better the lives of Palestinians. does not absolve us from that. But we have enemies that wish we were off the planet. And we should believe them when they say it. And we should believe them when they follow their words with murder. I'm thinking in real time how to handle Simchat Torah. This is our most joyful night. We've already, in case you hadn't heard one of the announcements, have been rendering today's tefillah muted, almost whispered like we do when we read the tochacha sections of the Torah, almost as you would in a shiva minyan, because our brethren and our sisters are already sitting shiva, as it were, not halachically, but conceptually. I'm thinking that it is both the case that we, we know stories from different eras of catastrophe amongst our people of great courage when the Jews found a way to pray and to observe and to celebrate even in the darkest hours. 
And so part of the Jewish resolve is to pray and even dance amidst war. If you were where I was on Yom Kippur, I shared reminiscences from my dear friend David Karen, who was an 18-year-old newly enlisted soldier when the Yom Kippur War broke out, and he spoke about what it meant to have one of the members of his platoon on the bus going up into the Golan Heights to try to thwart a Syrian attack, start to daven kol nidre. That was an act of spiritual resistance, and the war is not here, but on some level it's an act of spiritual resistance exemplifying Jewish pride to pray today and to dance with the Torah tonight. And there has to also be some liturgical indication that the Jewish people, not only the Jewish state, the Jewish people are under relentless attack. And so we haven't figured out what that might be tonight. Might be that one or more of the hakafot will take a break from the Hoshiat Amechaz and David Melech Yisrael's and will sit on the floor of Zering Field in a tight circle and sing different kinds of songs. Whether or not you're a Simchas Torah goer, I hope you come tonight. If you speak to others in the community, encourage them to come here or someone else. Jews should be in shul today and with each other today and praying today and holding each other's hands today and expressing solidarity today. If you have an Israeli flag at home, bring it tonight. should be in a zone of being more ready and more proud for that symbol, that icon to announce who we are and what we believe in rather than be cowed into a sense of nervousness and submission. And I pray for the welfare of the citizens of the state of Israel, all citizens of the state of Israel, and for my family and friends and for your family and friends whose specific well-being I do not yet know. But it doesn't matter if it's my friend or my cousin or yours or someone else's. It's someone's grandmother today. Someone's child. And we're going to say today the prayer for the state of Israel, as we always do on Shabbat, and I'm going to add to it after Renee says the prayer for the state of Israel, the prayer for the soldiers of Tzahal, and the prayer for captives. Because once again, that prayer becomes tragically germane and timely. Please rise. אבינו שבשמיים, צור ישראל וגורלו, ברך את מדינת ישראל ראשית צמיחת גולתנו. הגן עליה באברת חסדיך, ופרוס עליה סוכת שלומך. ושלח אוכה ותמיכה לאנשיה, שריה ויועציה. ותקנם בעצה טובה מלפניך. חזק את ידי מגיני ארץ קדשנו, והנחיליהם אלוהינו ישוע. ויתר את ניצחון תתרם. ונתת שלום בארץ ושמחת עולם ליושביה, ונאמר אמן.
Please remain standing for the prayer for the soldiers of the Israeli Defense Forces. Misha Barach Avatenu, Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, Vivarech at Chayalei Tzvagan Ali Yisrael, Vanshek Kachot HaBitachon, Haomdim Al Mishmar Artsenu, who stand on guard for our land, Vaarei Eloheinu, Migvul Halabanon from the Lebanese border, Vad Midbar Mitzrayim until the wilderness of Egypt, Umin Hayam Agadol from the Mediterranean Sea, Ad Laboha Arava, all the way into the Negev, Uvachoma Kom Shehem. Bayabasha, Bavir, Bayam on land and on sea and on water. May God make our enemies stumble and fail. May the verse from the 20th chapter of Deuteronomy be lived out that Adonai, your God, who goes with you, will be in battle with you against your enemies to rescue you. Amen. Amen. And the prayer for captives. God rescued them from darkness and the shadow of death. May God break apart that which binds them. May God redeem them from their travail. May God return them to the embrace of their families. The following verse from the book of Psalms be lived out. May the captives of God be returned. And return to Zion in joy with the joy of eternal joy on their, on their heads. Sason v'simcha yasigu v'nasu yagon v'anacha. May happiness and embracing and celebration overcome them and may woe and misery flee. V'nomar amen. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.